0: Hello brothers and sisters around the world and welcome to the Book of Boredom podcast with me, Brother Paul, and by my side, as always, the only harlot in my harem, Sister Patience, hey Sister Patience, how you doing?
1: Uh, hey Paul, I'm, I'm going pretty well this week, I'm feeling pretty good.
0: Excellent, excellent. We've had a few technical issues getting the show ready this week, but they're all sorted, so hopefully everyone is hearing clear audio.
1: Oh yeah, for sure, going forward, so hopefully this new setup will do amazing things for us.
0: Might even make me sound good, wouldn't that be something? <laughs>
1: I bought some plugins for that purpose, Paul. So,
0: you, you need to like sort of lower my voice a couple of octaves or something, you know? Make me sound all manly. I'll
1: see what I can do. I think you sound fine on your own, though.
0: Yeah, okay. I've had good feedback on your voice, by the way. I've played a few snippets of the show to some friends, and they're like, oh, we love Patience and her reading. Oh, that's good. You could maybe get yourself a career reading children's books <laughs> sometime. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be so much fun. Yeah. I can only point you in the right direction. You've got to, like, go the rest of the way. Uh, that's right. Are you calling me a horse? I guess I am. <laughs> but, but anyway, you can use this podcast like an audition tape for, you know, audio books and uh, children's stories and stuff. Yeah, the voice of patience.
1: I think you might have something in that, Paul. I think that's a good idea. I should do that.
0: There you go, the Book of Boredom podcast where dreams are made. <laughs> and drinks are had. I have myself another one for my classy wine collection that I've been drinking for the last couple of weeks. This is a nice uh, Shiraz, this one. Awesome. Goes down rather smooth, I must say. And um,
1: you've been imbibing that as we've been setting up, so you're probably nice and toasty about now. Oh,
0: getting warm. Yeah. (laughs) We'll be fine. That's good. My God, what are you drinking out of there? Oh,
1: this is a, um, like a measuring cup. It's a, I think it's about two litres. Huh. And I always drink my coffee and everything out of this. Jeez. Yeah, this has got um, lemon water and a little bit of saccharin in there to make it sweet without the calories. Oh, oh my God, there's a hair in there. Oh, Chef Ramsay would not be impressed.
0: Well, see, at least there's only two people in your house, so you know there's only two people it could be from.
1: Ah, uh, well, my partner's hair is, is good value.
0: I'm going to start drinking out of a measuring jug myself. So that looks fun.
1: Oh, hey, I like your cup. That's very classy.
0: This is actually Stella Artois glass beer. I don't own any wine glasses, so it's kind of my wine glass as well. Stella Artois is the beer that you drink when you want to get shit-faced but want to be classy at the same time.
1: You're always classy.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm all class. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, you've got to bring class and you've got to bring ass mm. sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't have much ass left, so it's got to be class.
1: I love your post today too, you funny bastard. I
0: was on a roll today, wasn't I?
1: Oh, I love it. Um, I better pull up this book.
0: Yeah, that'll help. That's kind of what we're doing.
1: This book that we're reading together that doesn't make any sense at all.
0: Oh, we get into some juicy parts though. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah. The action is, is starting to build. Yes, I suppose we better read another chapter or ten. We're getting some juicy and controversial parts now. I I did a quick skim through earlier today to see where we're up to. So you're going to enjoy this chapter. There's a lot to talk about.
1: Oh, cool. I'm really looking forward to it. Let me just get the screen set up so that it's all perfect. Okay. Let me just make it a little bit bigger. That's what she said. All right. All right. So first, Nephi, chapter four. Sorry, say Nephi again. (laughs) Nephi!
0: Nicer than a block of ice down my ass crack. The Nephigasm. The (laughs) Nephigasm.
1: So first Nephi four. And it came to pass. That I spake unto my brethren, saying, Let us go up again unto Jerusalem, and let us be faithful in keeping the commandments of the Lord. For behold, he is mightier than all the earth. Then why not mightier than Laban and his fifty? Yea, or even than his tens of thousands. Slight exaggeration, perhaps. Laban clearly has a lot of people that like him.
0: Tens of thousands. Apparently, this guy was on it.
1: I have... Enough trouble getting around my few friends and seeing them regularly. <laughs>
0: I'm lucky if there's ten people in this world I actually like.
1: <laughs> That's the other problem, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, let us go up, let us be strong like Moses, for he truly spake unto the waters of the Red Sea, and they divided hither and thither. And our fathers came through out of captivity on dry ground, and the armies of Pharaoh did follow and were drowned in the waters of the Red Sea.
0: Okay, when you start reading children's books, we need to write one called Hither and Zither.
1: Hither and Thither.
0: Yes. (laughs) Hither and Thither went to the something. (laughs) (laughs) We'll think of something. Yeah. Hither and Zither were the best of friends.
1: (laughs) What a thought was interesting there, they said, let us be strong like Moses. And then they went on to say stuff that really has absolutely nothing to do with his strength. Yeah. And don't you remember that story in the Old Testament where, I think it was Moses, he had to hold up his arms. And while ever he held up his arms, the Israelites were winning their battle. He's so strong that he had people hold his arms up for him.
0: (laughs) I hope he was wearing deodorant or that job would be very unpleasant on a whiff of Moses' armpit. Eau de Mose. Smells like the dead skin. Oh, you're yeah, milking it. That one. <laughs> the new scent coming to you.
1: <laughs> yes. From the body shop. <laughs> Eau de Mose. It smells like milk and honey. Sorry, verse 3. Now behold, ye know that this is true, and ye also know what an angel hath spoken unto you. Sorry, no, that, oh, I'm going to start that again. I got that wrong. That wasn't Joseph Smith's fault. It's very easy
0: to stutter through these things. It happens to the best of us. So I'll
1: let you off. Thank you. I'm sorry, Joseph Smith, my bad. The rest of the times, that was his fault because he's such a shit writer, but that yep. that time yep. was my bad. Yes. Now behold, ye know that this is true, semicolon, and ye also know that an angel hath spoken unto you, semicolon, Wherefore, can ye doubt, Question mark, let us go up, Semicolon. the Lord is able to deliver us, comma, even as our fathers, comma, and to destroy Laban, comma, even as the Egyptians.
0: Yes, yeah, so there,
1: <laughs> take that. To destroy Laban, even as the Egyptians.
0: Oh, he's saying, Moses destroyed the Egyptians in the water and Nephi's like, let's just destroy Laban like the same way.
1: Right. God didn't destroy the Egyptians. He just destroyed the ones that were in the Red Sea, according to that story.
0: There were a few left, yeah.
1: There there were heaps left, yeah. Of course, that never actually happened, but... Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they had to stay alive long enough to write a language for the Egyptian that nobody else understood. (laughs) Yeah, they they had to stick around. They had to write their papyrus.
1: And then Nephi was like, oh, they've invented papyrus, but fuck it. I'm going to
0: chisel this shit out on these tin plates. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, the Egyptians, yeah, they had a lot more to do by this stage. What are you talking about, Nephi?
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: Yeah, once again, that said that's going to be our most beloved running joke. <laughs>
1: now when I had spoken, these words, they were yet wroth, and did still continue to murmur. Nevertheless, they did follow me up until we came without the walls of Jerusalem. What the hell does that
0: sentence mean, Paul? That's crazy. I think it means they came to the walls of Jerusalem, but to say they came without the walls kind of sounds like they were like carrying them for a while and then like forgot them or something. Like, you know, oh, we made it to Jerusalem. Oh, fuck, we forgot the wall.
1: Never fear, I've got my portable walls in my pocket. I'll just pull it out.
0: But, but again, you know, it's almost as if this is being written by someone who doesn't understand the old English.
1: <laughs> and he keeps Jerusalem's walls in his pocket. Yep. Okay, great. And it was by night, and I caused that they should hide themselves without the walls. And after they hid themselves... Now, what are they
0: hiding behind if I, they don't
1: have walls? I don't know. They are hiding without the walls. Walls sound
0: like they could be a good thing to hide behind.
1: Walls are useful. They keep you separated from things you
0: don't want to be around. Well, they're doing like hide and seek, you know, like kids' style, where you know they cover their own eyes and they think you can't see them. Can't <laughs> find me! I'm hiding. <laughs> I'm not here. <laughs> How, how can you hide without walls? Laban, you can't see me. <laughs> Pretty much, okay.
1: And after they had hid themselves, I, Nephi, crept into the city and went forth towards the house of Laban. And I was led by the spirit, not knowing beforehand the things which I should do. Oh, my God.
0: What's he going to do? He's going to go all crazy. Oh, just you wait and see, my friend. I
1: hope he dresses up, like maybe puts on a wig or something. Nevertheless... I went forth, and as I came near unto the house of Laban, I beheld a man. And he had fallen to the earth before me, for he
0: was drunken with wine. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) Don't ever let me get drunk around Nephi, okay? Bad shit will happen. Yeah, this is getting a little homoerotic, isn't it? Nice. Bit too close to home, here. you sure Nephi <laughs> wasn't a member of the liberal party? <laughs> I say, as I was like, pour another glass of wine, tell me, fine lady who reads, what happened next with Nephi and his
1: drunken friend? And when I came to him, I found that it was Laban, and I beheld his sword. <laughs> I bet he did. Oh.
0: Yeah. It wasn't flaming, though, so clearly Laban practiced safe sex.
1: Yeah, there's no syphilis here. And I drew it forth from the sheath. Oh, not circumcised. Oh, my God. I don't know about you. I'm, I'm getting kind of hot and bothered here, so, yeah. I'm not gay, but I will learn. If you need to stop for some ice, Paul, I'll pause the recording for you.
0: I oh, no, no, I've still, I've still got ice in my bum, crack I'll do it, going.
1: And I drew it forth from the sheath thereof. And the hilt thereof was of pure gold. Oh, I bet it was. And the workmanship thereof was exceedingly fine. And I saw that the blade thereof was of the most precious steel. And it came to pass that I was constrained by the spirit that I should kill Laban. How quickly things change. He was just admiring his sheath and all of that crap, you know, polishing the sword and all of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: This is an important couple of verses, so so get get through this.
1: All right, okay. But I said in my heart, never at any time have I shed the blood of man, and I shrunk and would that I might not slay him. Okay,
0: okay. But the thing is, Laban was drunk and wearing a dress. If he doesn't want to be killed, he shouldn't be getting drunk, wearing a dress around other men. Okay, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, clearly he was asking for it. In God's homophobic world. Yes. Yeah, I mean, look what he was wearing. And if he didn't want to be killed, he
1: shouldn't have been out drinking. Oh, my God. This, this Nephi seems to have a real conflict within him going on. It's like the heart wants what it wants, but then God wants him to go in a different direction. He sounds really conflicted. He, he wants Laban's sword, but no.
0: Oh, that, and, uh, <laughs> Absolutely. So read on and see which side he goes for. Will he follow his heart or will he follow the spirit?
1: And the Spirit said unto me again, Behold, the Lord hath delivered him into thy hands. Yea, and I also knew that he had sought to take away mine own life. Semicolon. Yea, and he would not hearken unto the commandments of the Lord. Semicolon. And he also had taken away our property. Oh, that's right. Did they get something stolen from them?
0: Yeah, yeah. He Remember Nephi went back with all their money to try to bargain with him and Laban took the lot. Ah, right. So once again, he had it coming. Clearly this is what he wanted. You no, know, Laban
1: just wanted the money to buy some fancier shit, you know, some nice gowns.
0: I love how it says the Lord has delivered him. So, okay, Laban had passed out drunk. And the Spirit is saying to Nephi, the Lord has delivered him to you. So basically, the Lord got Laban drunk is what that is saying. The Lord came down, met Laban at a bar, just kept buying him drinks until he passed out. Yeah. And this is what happens when you let someone buy you drinks. You know, it almost sounds like God wants
1: Nephi to take advantage of someone that the Lord has made
0: drunk. Exactly. That sounds so rapey. I know, I know. And again, if Laban did want to be killed, he shouldn't have accepted all of those drinks from God. <laughs> it's his own fault. The Lord has delivered him into your hands. Okay, the guy got drunk. So clearly the Lord was like, yeah, drink up, Laban. That's the only way you could possibly read into that. Either that or the Lord hasn't delivered him and he's just randomly drunk and God's like, oh, I didn't think of that. Uh, since he's drunk now, go ahead and kill him. Okay, that'll work. Making it up on the fly. The Lord
1: doesn't have afterthoughts, Paul. He knows everything that he's doing at every single time.
0: Okay, in that case, he knows that I'm getting drunk tonight and I hope I can wake up alive in the morning. God, (laughs) no smiting me while I sleep, dirty bastard. (laughs) (laughs) And it came to pass that the spirit said
1: unto me again, Slay him! (laughs)
0: Let's do this in the commanding spirit voice. Slay him! (laughs) Remember the game Mortal Kombat when we were kids? I do. You'd have your opponent on the brink of death and they'd be like, Finish him! Hello Shit That's what the spirit's doing here. The spirit's like, slay him. Now finish him! Mom and ball of fire! Finish him! Johnny Cage wins! Oh, my God, we
1: should make a video game of this podcast. With with Laban in a dress and um, and, and Nephi checking out his sword.
0: We're going to have to now. No two ways about.
1: It'll definitely be rated MA, and I'm here for it.
0: Pretty sure the whole book is rated MA. There is some graphic violence to come, just so you know. Awesome. All right. But unfortunately, minimal sexual contact, which is kind of disappointing.
1: Well, there you go.
0: If graphic violence is your thing, keep on reading.
1: (laughs) Slay him, for the Lord hath delivered him into thy hand, semicolon. Behold, the Lord slayeth the wicked to bring forth his righteous purposes. It is better that one man should perish than that a nation should dwindle and perish in unbelief.
0: Okay, so hang on. Look at that again. It says, the Lord slayeth the wicked. <laughs> yeah. But the Lord isn't doing this. The Lord's telling these fire to do it. I mean, again... If the Lord wanted this guy dead, all he had to do was like snap his fingers, give him like a massive coronary. The dude's dead. Nephi goes on. But no, the Lord wanted to get him drunk and he wants to see Nephi do his dirty work. He's into voyeurism. He likes to watch. Oh, God so likes to watch. He's his big brother. It's kind of like the Saw movies to go back to another reference, you know, like the <laughs> the, the, the maniac behind it all is watching it on cameras like, oh, let's see what they do now. <laughs> that's it chop his head off oh yeah do that oh that's good thank god him and his antics <laughs> he's so funny
1: it's like the earth is god's giant zoom meeting that he's just permanently glued to and just can't step away from
0: yeah yeah pretty much he gets bored sometimes it's like all right let's just kill this guy and see what happens i wonder if
1: god's ever been caught jacking off on zoom
0: oh i'm sure he does he really enjoys watching us he does seem to have a hard on for all of the horribleness As we were always taught as kids, God is watching us always. That's so creepy. Isn't it? Whether you're on your own or with another person or with other multiple persons, whatever you do, you may think that it's just between you and the other people in the room, but no, God is watching and grooving on it.
1: (laughs) God is the third member of every relationship. Well, every couple.
0: It was the husband, the wife, and God in a divine three-way. Divine three-way.
1: Yeah exactly he's, he's the fourth member of every thruple. it's so there up to verse 14 and now when i nephi had heard these words i remembered the words of the lord which he spake unto me in the wilderness saying that inasmuch as thy seed shall keep my commandments they shall prosper in the land of promise
0: i don't remember him saying that yeah we just read the previous chapters like
1: Yeah, I don't remember much about the previous chapters, to be fair, but, um...
0: I mean, I I could go back over it, but I really could be fucked, quite frankly. So let's just keep moving forward.
1: I'm with you on that. Let's keep going. Yay, and I also thought that they could not keep the commandments of the Lord according to the law of Moses, save they should have the law. Okay, that seems really out of context. And I also knew that the law was engraven upon the plates of brass. Okay.
0: Yeah, they're the plates that he's trying to get from Laban. All right. They weren't rich enough to afford gold plates at this stage, it was just brass.
1: And again, I knew that the Lord had delivered Laban into my hands for this cause, that I might obtain the records according to his commandments. Therefore, I did obey the voice of the spirit and took Laban by the hair of the head, and I smote off his head
0: with his own sword. Wow, that's clever. (laughs) No, no, That's funny. It's not enough to kill your enemy. It is like the ultimate insult to kill your enemy with their own weapon. Off with his head. I had smitten off
1: his head with his own sword, I took the garments of Laban and put them them upon mine own body. Oh, I bet he liked that. Oh, you know, killed them and then wore their clothes. Oh, yea, even every wit. And I did gird on his
0: armour about my loins. Hmm, <laughs> they had to emphasise the loins part, didn't they? trying in to point out plot holes, okay? But he cuts the dude's head off first, then puts his clothes off. Now, I've never cut off somebody's head, admittedly, but I've had a paper cut, and paper cuts leave a a fair bit of blood, and I imagine that, you know, when somebody's head comes off, there's going to be a lot of blood. Oh, my God, there would have been blood everywhere. Yeah, so he waited until after he cut the dude's head off, put his clothes on, which would have been covered in the blood of this dude, you know, because you got your jugular veins, you got all of your... He would have had blood gushing out of that shit. It would have made more sense to strip him first and then kill him because as we're about to read, he goes into Laban's house wearing his clothes, yet nobody notices that Laban's clothes are covered with blood and thinks, crazy night. (laughs) Was Laban always covered in blood? Did they just happen to be the same size? I don't know. I mean, maybe yet or maybe blood-covered clothing was the fashion back then. I'm not sure, but it does seem a little bit odd.
1: I wonder if this is where they got the phrase, he was a dead ringer for Laban.
0: You are a fucking genius.
1: (laughs) And after I had done this, I went forth unto the treasury of Laban. And as I went forth towards the treasury of Laban, behold, I saw the servant of Laban who had the keys of the treasury. Well, fancy that. He goes towards the treasury and there's someone there who has the keys. To the treasury. This guy just doesn't know how to tell a fucking story. God didn't even get this guy drunk. Why didn't he dine
0: him first, you know? <laughs> bit of romance, a bit of alcohol, come on. He's going in dry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't
1: go in dry, Paul. That's that's not good.
0: Yeah, that's all. We'll cover that another time. <laughs>
1: And I commanded him in the voice of Laban that he should go with me into the treasury. Okay.
0: So he was a ventriloquist too. A great impersonator. It's not mentioned in the book, but he had a little stand-up routine on the side, you know, where he would impersonate local figures and everything.
1: <laughs> this Lethe is just so charismatic.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can do it all. He can do costumes. He can do voices. He can do swords. He can do moving mountains. He's the whole package.
1: And he supposed me to be his master, Laban. Yes, I think we've established that. We get it, Joseph. For he beheld the garments and also the sword. Soy. soy.
0: Now you're just making words up.
1: <laughs> it's just too silly. Uh, for he beheld the garments and also the sword girded about my loins. <laughs>
0: Again with the loin.
1: Well, what did he do?
0: Just like drop trail and be like, behold my sword, you know I'm leaving. Well, anybody from any era I've ever seen that has had a sword, it's like on the hip. Right, yeah. But Levi's like, no, no, I'm going to stick the sword around my balls. <laughs> I'm going to carry the sword around my loins.
1: Be careful, you might get an accidental castration.
0: Yeah, well, that's... That's a very real possibility here. Um, will, will Nephi accidentally go through a sex change later? Let's read up.
1: We can only hope.
0: What is it with this guy in loins? <laughs> Seriously, everything is about the loins. Putting another man's clothes on around his loins, he's fastening a sword. To his loins. (laughs) You think maybe it was really small and he was compensating?
1: Maybe Joseph Smith was compensating by writing all these stories about loins. Oh,
0: yeah. Yes. Yeah, Joseph Smith is making this up. Maybe he had a thing for loins. If only we could ask his wife. Did he have a small pecker? Oh, my God. You know, you hear stories about people who are secretly gay. Yeah. They cover up by, you know, making out with heaps of women to make like their ladies men.
1: Yeah, they overcompensate.
0: Joseph Smith like fucked 40 women but had a thing for loins.
1: Mind blown! Oh, maybe he had, like, a, another fella on the side, you know, just... To...
0: Maybe he secretly had a thing for guys and loins. And... <laughs> and this is his way of
1: kind of coming up, you know? It's written all in the scripture. Yeah. I think you might be onto something there, Paul, you know. Hmm. The character of the man comes out. And loins
0: is our word for the day.
1: Loin. <laughs>
0: loins. From here on in. Anytime I'm talking to an attractive girl and things are going well, I'm going to be like be like you to gird my loins. <laughs> loin! And men, no more tick-picks. It's now loin-picks. Loin-picks. Ah. That's where we're at. The loin-pick. Yep. Yeah. Loin-pick. Loin-pick.
1: Show me your loin. I think we're going to start a movement. We're going to change everything. It's going to change the word. It's going to get classier.
0: Exactly. So anyway, Mr. Obsessed with Loins has walked up to the servant of Laban, wearing blood-soaked Laban clothes with a sword dangling off his loins. That's right. Let's see if they mention loins again in this chapter. (laughs) Let's just see where this is going.
1: All right, drink to loins. Not
0: my thing, but, you know, if that's what you're into, go ahead.
1: (laughs) You can drink from the loins too if you really want to. Mm. Yeah, you know, you do you, boo-boo. And he spoke unto me concerning the elders of the Jews, he knowing that his master, Laban, had been out by night among them. And I spake unto him as if it had been Laban. Yes, 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 we've got that, Joseph. And I also spoke unto him that I should carry the engravings which were upon the plates of brass to my elder brethren who were without the walls. That's right. They couldn't find those walls.
0: They're outside trying to find out where walls are. That's <laughs> like walking up to a tree. Is that a wall? I don't know if that's a wall.
1: They forgot to pack them. It's like that prank call thing that kids do. Hello, are there any walls there?
0: No. Then how's your house still standing? (laughs) (laughs) This whole chapter is that joke. You know, they're going to come up and behold, Lehman and Lemuel were going to everyone in town saying, are you the walls? (laughs) They're what's holding your house up. And I also bade
1: him that he should follow me. And he, supposing that I spake of the brethren of the church. Eh, the church? Is this the first time the word church is being used? I think so. That's a bit weird. It just seems really out of context.
0: Apparently Laban went to
1: church. Yeah, I thought the Jews went to temple and stuff. Hmm. There was no church.
0: It's almost like a modern word is being used in a so-called ancient text.
1: Yeah, it's almost like that. Hmm. We may never know. And he, supposing that I spake of the brethren of the church, and that I was truly that Laban who I had slain, wherefore he did follow me. And he spake unto me many times concerning the elders of the Jews. And I went forth unto my brethren who were without the walls. (laughs) And it came to pass... That when Laman saw me, he was exceedingly frightened. And also Lemuel and Sam. (laughs) Poor Sam. So frightened.
0: Yeah. He doesn't get mentioned much, but when he does get mentioned, he's being a whip.
1: (laughs) Poor Sam. And they fled from before my presence, for they supposed it was Laban. Oh, he was so good at dressing up and being in character that they just shat themselves when they saw him.
0: A master of disguise. (laughs)
1: <laughs> He's a magician, Paul.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. He's
1: like David Copperfield.
0: Mm. He's like one of those people that puts on, like, you know, the glasses, the big nose and the moustache. <laughs> I am now Lee, you do not recognise me.
1: Like Homer Simpson in court.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, You can always throw in a Simpsons reference more than happy for those. 29.
1: And it came to pass. Eww. That I called after them, and they did hear me. Wherefore they did cease to flee from my presence.
0: It's like punked. <laughs> Sorry, got you good, guys. It's actually me, it's DeFi. <laughs> got gotcha. you Filled you with all of this blood on my tunic. <laughs> got you good, buddies. <laughs>
1: Punch! Oh, and wait! I got something for you. Let me just find this in my pocket. Here's Laban's head.
0: <laughs> yeah, he kept it in his loins.
1: <laughs> you thought it was a card piece, but it was really his head. He was giving me head from the grave.
0: <laughs> is that a Laban's head in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? Oh, poor Laban. Sorry, listeners. This is a very classy program discussing important topics. Um. <laughs> And we're turning it into sexual innuendos in the head. My apologies (laughs) for bringing it down to such a low level. What? No. No, sorry, not sorry. It is a Laban's head in my loins. Continue.
1: And it came to pass that when the servant of Laban beheld my brethren, he began to tremble and was about to flee from before me and return to the city of Jerusalem. And now, I, Nephi, being a man large in stature, oh, so large, and also having received much strength of the Lord, therefore I did seize upon the servant of Laban and held him, that he
0: should not flee. Again, that sounds kind of rapey. God's a rapey motherfucker. I don't like it. Guy tries to run away, other guy restrains him. That's not cool. That's not how this goes. Exactly. Mm. God,
1: you're just keeping us regressive. Yeah. And it came to pass, that I spake with him, that if he would hearken unto my words, as the Lord liveth and as I live, even so that if he would hearken unto our words, we would spare his life. Okay.
0: Do as we say and we won't kill you, basically, is what that verse <laughs> means.
1: Yeah. Find a simpler way to say it, Joseph. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, yeah, Nephi's arm is getting really sore now. Joseph must be getting tired at about chapter four. He's probably had like a good morning of transcribing and now he needs to stop for tea and a scone. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, and, and, and to go find a, another man's wife to bang as well. You know, he's got his... He is so pressed for time. Oh, he's so pressed in so many ways. (laughs) Yeah, and no doubt after writing this, his loins are on fire. Oh, you you just know they were.
1: (laughs) 33. And I spake unto him, even with an oath, that he need not fear that he should be a free man like unto us, if he would go down in the wilderness with us.
0: They are saying to him, come with me. And do what I tell you, and you will be free. That's not quite how freedom works. Hmm. Freedom would be saying, hey, we're doing this thing. Come with us if you want, or if you don't, go back there and do your own thing. That's freedom. But instead of saying, yeah, you know what? You've got to do our thing, and then you'll be free if you do our thing. That's like the opposite of freedom. Yeah. This dude just killed his boss, is wearing his boss's clothes, Has his boss's head shoved down his loins, and he's saying, "Do what I say, and you can be free. Come with us to where the sound of a scream can't be heard." And they're actually using the word "free man"
1: there. That's just completely inappropriate.
0: Ah, fuck, man! This this dude was not out shitting bricks at this stage. I think he's like, "Okay, (laughs) don't hurt me. I'll come with you. All right, okay." And
1: I also spake unto him, saying, Surely the Lord hath commanded us to do this thing, and shall we not be diligent in keeping the commandments of the Lord? Therefore, if you wilt go down into the wilderness to my father, thou shalt have place with us. Yeah. I think I'd be scared to go into the wilderness with these guys.
0: So it's not enough to say, do what I say. He's now bringing God into it. (laughs) This is classic manipulative behaviour. If you don't do what I tell you to, then God will punish you. Not me. No. My hands are tied. Not not my choice. This is just, this is all God. This is what God's telling me. (laughs) Be smites for you in your loins if you don't come with us. And come with me out to the wilderness and we're
1: not going to hurt you or kill you or anything. It's like the desert around Vegas or something. (laughs) And it came to pass that Zoram. Did take courage at the words which I spake. I think this is a new character.
0: He has a name now. Took all these verses before they even gave him a goddamn name. Before then, he was just the servant.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> now Zoram was the name of the servant. Yes, we we got that Joseph. Thanks for you know. Oh Jesus Christ, this guy. Got to say everything twice. Uh, and he promised that he would go down into the wilderness. Unto our father. Oh, that's nice. Yay. And he also made an oath unto us that he would tarry with us from that time forth. Oh, isn't that nice?
0: I mean, that that sounds completely free will and of his own choice, doesn't it? Sounds terribly coerced and horrible,
1: actually. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. 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 It's almost like he's setting up the conditioning for a cult to happen. Possibly. Possibly. Hmm,
0: we may never know Ooh. yeah all right we're nearly done with this chapter. come on I'm on my own stretch Now we were
1: desirous that he should tarry with us for this cause that the Jews might not know concerning our flight into the wilderness, lest they should pursue us and destroy us and it came to pass that when Zoram had made an oath unto us, our fears did cease concerning him. And it came to pass no! that we took the plates of brass and the servant of Laban and departed into the wilderness and journeyed unto the tent of our father. Do
0: you guys find those walls? Yeah, where's the fucking walls? Oh my God. They're still without walls. Maybe they sold their walls to the Chinese. I hope it's not windy or rainy or they're really going to be fucked. <laughs> Mm. Well, anyway, there you go. That was a significant Book of Mormon chapter. Lots of talk about heads, loins, and swords. Lots of coercion and getting people drunk in order to have your way with them. Oh, so raunchy. Which is exactly what God just did. And a little bit of murder. You know, that chapter had it all. The first two or three chapters were kind of boring, but this had some meat and potatoes in it. You know what's really funny? I said... I hope he dresses up. Yeah. He fucking did. This Nephi dude, there's nothing he can't do. (laughs) I want to ask you something like that. Let's just say in the news tomorrow, there's a story of a man who cut off another man's head and shoved that man's head down his loins. When he's taken to court, says, God told me to do it. How would that go down in 2021?
1: They would put him away in a psychiatric ward or something.
0: We call it psychosis. Yeah. In the scriptures, it's called being a good human. In real life, not so much. I guess the big $50 million
1: question is, was Joseph Smith psychotic and seeing things and hearing things, or was he just a charlatan? Or was he a combination of both? I'm beginning
0: to think both, maybe. (laughs) One of the ironies, of course, is a lot of the people in the church will read this chapter and say this is proof that it is true because why would Joseph Smith put out there that the spirits had the kill somebody? Yeah. He wouldn't say that unless it was inspired works and God told him to do it. That's the spin they'd put on it.
1: Are we going to have a guest next week?
0: We will have a guest next week. I have some good friends of mine who are all from the Exponent community who are very excited to participate. But for those of you listening at home, if you would like to be on the show, reach out to us got the Facebook page, Book of Boredom, Send us a message on there, and uh, we will be glad to have you. Tell us your getting out of the church story. This is a new term we're going to use. So, you know, when people come out as gay, they talk about coming out. We're going to be talking about getting out, your getting out story, okay? Getting out from the church story. Come and join us.
1: I can't wait to meet these people that have managed to get out just like you have, and hear their stories. And
0: And yeah, and the good news is, if we get other people on, you'll hear less of me, which is probably going to be a good thing too, anyway. So
1: what? I don't want to hear less of you. Got to bring the funny.
0: No. You honor me. <laughs> so, yeah, Stop This lines. Facebook Book of Boredom. What else are we on? We're on all the podcast platforms now, Stitcher, iTunes, whatever. Give us a rating if you like or a comment on the podcast platforms because the way this thing works, you get rates and likes and you move further up podcast order. Help spread the word and help us proselyte the Book of Boredom. In case you haven't noticed, this is not a pro-Book of Mormon podcast. If you are a believing Mormon and you're listening, I have no idea how you've lasted this long, but well done. If God is telling you to kill me and steal my clothes, drop me a line, I'll let you know where to find me. And while you're at it, if you want to take on all of my debts, then that'll be great. That's right. You just bought a new
1: car, so, you know. I did, I did. Could be doing you a favour. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know, you hear about identity theft, right? How do I get someone to steal my identity so they can look after my debt? You take my debt, my depression. It's all yours. Steal it. I'll be somebody else. I don't care. Uh, don't try and be somebody else, Pod. Oh, I'll still be me. It's just somebody else can have all my responsibilities.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, on that note, it's just the patience. Anything else you want to add this evening? No. Uh, thanks for... Going through this passage with me again tonight, Brother Paul. Oh, thank you for being along on this ride with me. It's fun. (laughs) It is fun. Even if I don't make anybody laugh other than you, this show is worthwhile.
1: Uh, I'm just having a good time being here. It's great.
0: So anyway, we will be back next week with a special guest. Nice things to say. Send it to patients. Any death threats, send them to me. To you all next week on the Book of Boredom. Until then, amen, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Brother Paul. (laughs)